0: I'm David Skidmore, and welcome to For Love with Joy. You're listening to Episode 2. This is a podcast to help you face the beautiful and painful moments of life courageously. If you're feeling tired of veneer vulnerability, the addiction to hurry, and the constant clamoring for more, this podcast is intentionally designed to help you take the simple path of living for love with joy. Today's episode includes a story, a prayer, and a simple step you can take down the path of living for love with joy. Let's go there now. A few days ago, I walked into my bedroom and noticed there was more than enough laundry to wash and plenty of laundry to put away. It seems like just a few months ago, I was stepping into a minimalist pursuit of less only to find myself eight months later with more. Where did all this come from? I mumble out loud. You've got to get a hold of yourself, man. Why are you still buying stuff? I know why I buy new clothes. I know why I like new things. There's this elusive idea I'm chasing that I'm going to be happy when I get this next thing. Then I walk into my friend's coffee shop and buy a hoodie to support them. I buy a t-shirt to support that other friend's nonprofit. Then they give us a t-shirt for that cause I'm helping with. But since none of those fit quite right now, I find my way to a space where I can find more. Money can't buy you happiness, they say. I smile at them and under my breath say, money can buy a lot of stuff that makes me happy as I walk away. Yet now, I have more. When I think of the most light-hearted, enjoyable moments of my life, well, they aren't found when I'm getting more things. These moments reveal something else about me. The more I have, the more I'm focused on what I have. When I have less, I'm focused on something else altogether. Yet now, I have more. When I think of the most light-hearted, enjoyable moments, well, They aren't found when I'm getting more things. These moments reveal something else about me. The more I have, the more I'm focused on what I have. When I have less, I'm focused on something else altogether. Others. It's kind of a crazy thought today. When life gets noisy, it's usually because the harmonious sounds have been drowned out by the million-person audience shouting the words to this new song, me mine i i want more give me more i need more me mine i there are no harmonies we're all just shouting the sound of the modern day anthem i don't think this is a modern thought though it's more the ancient sound of excess the angry mob within wanting what we want when we want it recently I've rediscovered an essential to combating living in the frenzy-inspired modern-day anthem. A different way from the pseudo-reality I slip into where I believe in a world that actually revolves around me. I believe I've discovered a better path for life going forward. To combat the obsession of self, there are three words I'd like to share. I'll begin with one of the words, then I'll share the other two words. The first word receive i think the reason we're chasing happiness buying in excess and constantly filling our lives with more is simply because we're unwilling to believe that we can actually experience something better in life when acquisition is our path to happiness we will never experience the best side of goodness receive to receive something you must have space to hold it. It's like trying to hand a gift to a seven-year-old who is holding the Tonka trucks, the foam airplane, and the electric train they just got for Christmas. You might be able to hook the little gift bag on their index finger, but they can't possibly receive the gift. They can't open the bag. Their arms are too full with everything else. It's difficult to receive anything when we're overwhelmed by excess. Holding on to more gives us less room to receive. Jesus often talked about the kingdom of heaven and eternal life. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Mark ten fifteen. The kingdom of God is not just something you enter. The kingdom of God is something you receive. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. John 10, 27-28 Eternal life is a gift we receive. Eternal life is not just then, but it is in the here and now. Jesus defines eternal life like this. Now this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. John 17, 3 Knowing God is eternal life. Knowing Jesus is eternal life. Maybe our lives are too noisy, too busy, and have too much to receive not just the gift of eternal life, but also the reality here and now of eternal life. Knowing Jesus, knowing His voice, receiving what He says to us, receiving His love, receiving Him. If receiving is the first word that combats all the noise, the question is, what will give us the ability to receive? How do we create space to receive? What is our first step in receiving? This takes us to the two words that unlock the opportunity for us to receive. The two words. Let's talk about the two words that make receiving possible. But first, I must say, this is my favorite time of the year. I know everyone has a favorite time, but this is mine. The autumn. The temperatures begin to drop and the leaves begin to change. I cross the boulevard on Robinson and walk under the trees in my neighborhood. I walk through the crisp air making my way through Mesta Park, leaves crunching under my feet. The trees are reminding me of something God breathed into the universe. The one constant you and I can't expect is change. No matter how hard we try to keep things as they are, life is constantly evolving before us. It is in the autumn that the trees put on their most beautiful display as leaves change color. Then the trees begin to let go of their leaves. It is as if the trees are going through a beautiful experience, showing their best version of life as leaves change into brilliant colors of red, brown, orange, and yellow, and then fade in a slow and beautiful death. About six months from now, new leaves will bud, and the neighborhood will be green again. If we were to take our cue from the rhythms God set into creation, then spring is the time new life is born, and summer is the richness and fullness of this life. Autumn is the season when things begin to fade and die. Winter is the season when the world becomes quiet. Almost a silent lament that there are starts and ends in this world. As I walk through Mesta Park, I'm reminded this is what my life is meant to be. All seasons are not spring and summer. God didn't create me to live in an eternal winter. Here in the autumn, it is time to let go. Letting go isn't simply saying goodbye to what has been. Letting go creates the space to receive something new. Creating space can feel vulnerable, especially when you've been holding onto something for security and the way you are going to create space is to let go. You may have forgotten the innocence of youthful risk where we let go of the moment to receive. In her debut album, Nora Jones sang in the song Seven Years Fragile as a leaf in autumn, just fallen to the ground without a sound. This song is a celebration of life at seven years old. Of course, a leaf isn't fragile as it falls. It doesn't break. The dreams of a seven-year-old aren't meant to break. They're meant to flourish and thrive. Five years later, Nora Jones sang these words. Because my heart is full of no blood, my cup is full of no love, Couldn't take another sip, even if I wanted. Childlike wonder interrupted by grown-up hurt and doubts. Like Nora, we can end up with a cup full of no love. Other things have crowded into the cup we sip from. Sometimes bitterness, other times fear. Drinking a cup of anxiety each day without a sense that there can be more. We've packed our lives full of noise, our hands tightening to a death grip on anything we can control holding on to our lives for dear life, and missing the goodness life would offer us if we would only let go. I've discovered I can't receive this present moment when I'm holding on to the past. There are two words of freedom we are avoiding as we fill our schedules, rush from place to place, thing to thing, purchase to purchase, and then do it all again tomorrow. What are the two words? Let go. As you hear those words, What do you notice about yourself? Is there a reaction or a response to these words? Is there an emotion or a thought that surfaces as you hear these two words? Let's give ourselves the space to notice where we are, what we think, and what we feel as we receive these two words together. I'll say them again. Let go. What do you notice? Whether you feel hopeful or fearful of these words, Energized or tired, these two words may just be for you. Letting go creates the space to receive something new. Maybe this is an invitation to let go of some possessions like clothes or furniture. This could be your time to let go of bitterness, comparison, regret, or shame. You might be wrestling with whether or not you should let go of trying to control someone or maybe letting go of a toxic relationship. You might even be letting go of the security you have with your current job. The exchange. Here's the good news about letting go when you let go with God. A lot of us grew up with a sight of God that only focused on our role of sacrificing ourselves to him. What we forgot is how Jesus defined God. He calls him a good father who gives good gifts to his children. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Mark 10:15, The kingdom of God is a gift that God wants you to receive like a little child, heart full of wonder, joy, and possibility. Jesus says to us, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Luke 119 9-13 But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder, of those who diligently seek him, Hebrews 11:6. God loves to reward those who seek him. Sometimes seeking looks like trusting, like letting go. When we let go of something precious in our lives to God, he is a good father and has good gifts to give us in return. He longs to give us what is better to replace what we once had. Sometimes the better thing will look like something you can hold in your hands but often what is better is something you can hold in your heart. Here's today's step. Let's take a moment to let go and to receive. To do this, you'll just need to create a little space. You can take out a piece of paper or maybe just the notes app in your phone. This is how to let go. Say, Jesus, today I want to let go. Tell him what you want to let go of. You might say, I'm letting go of anxiety, bitterness, fear, resentment, cynicism, or doubt. While you do this, I'll give you a little bit of time and then I'll be back. So just say, Jesus, today I want to let go. Then tell him what you want to let go of. so that's one step forward and letting go and letting go is as simple as that now we're going to ask him a question together just say jesus today i've let go of some things what would you like to give me in exchange and after you ask him write down whatever he says to you ready let's ask him together Jesus, today I've let go of some things. What would you like to give me in exchange?" Now remember, if it's from Jesus, then it's going to sound like the fruit that comes from him. That's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Jesus' voice does not sound like shame and condemnation. And remember, he loves to reward those who diligently seek him. Nora Jones sang the words, "'Cause my heart is full of no blood. My cup is full of no love. Couldn't take another sip even if I wanted. But the song doesn't end there. The next words she sings are, but it's not too late. Not too late for love. Today, may you find the courage to let go, because letting go is what gives us the space not just to receive love, but also to be able to love others back. May you let go so that you can receive God's kingdom and his eternal love and life for you. As you live for love with joy. Thank you for joining me today for episode two of the For Love with Joy podcast. Would you take a moment to subscribe to this podcast? And I would be honored if you would rate it, review it, and share it with a friend. If you would like to download the manuscript of today's episode, you can do that at forlovewithjoy.com, where you will also find some comfy sweatshirts and hoodies. You can follow Stories of People Living for Love with Joy on Instagram at forlovewithjoy. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at I'm David Skidmore on Instagram. Thank you for joining me on the journey of living for love with joy.